Project Noir, yeah? Come on, man. Come on, man. Okay, we got, we got a hot episode today. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hop straight in. You know what I'm saying? we got a special guest today. Darren, please introduce yourself. Alright, well, my name's Darren. Um, I've met Prince working in various different places. I've just come on the show today to discuss the topics that, they've, um, that they're mentioning. So, uh, looking forward to it. Let's go, man. I mean, okay, so today we're looking into kind of like the microaggression of racism that is kind of in Britain, you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's persistent, you know what I'm saying? So that sort of, I wouldn't call it light, but that sort of lower level oppression yeah. that goes well, you, on, you, you don't know what I'm saying, every day. You can say something without people going to the angry black man. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, 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 you see, just stuff like that, even covering stereotypes. That's what I want to look into today. But everyone, I just want to say, very question. So what's your experiences when it comes to like, microaggression racism or just lower level oppression that goes on i'll say for me what expressed come off the top of my head was in college actually and you were there prince when we played basketball all lunch oh man all we wanted to do is get water from the water fountain out of nowhere getting called in saying we're just a group of guys looking like they called us a gang yeah they called us a gang gang for waiting around the water fighting. Yeah, let me yeah, let me explain the whole story. Okay, basically every 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 I think it was Tuesday and Wednesday lunchtime, there was like a basketball session in the sports hall, innit? So straight off the class you go to the sports hall. But today it was cancelled, innit? So we're now remember this is the beginning of lunch. So we've we've just found out that lunch is cancelled. So we're like on our way to like the water fighting cafeteria area and it's a one way system. So obviously everyone that's walking to the cafeteria is with us fam. So, why has it become a point where we are now singled out? Like, it, out of everyone that's rushing through, it was our group of basketballers, and obviously we're all together because we just found out together that there's no basketball. Probably, like, eight of us? Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. I say, say there was a good eight of us, not, not counting. There was a good eight of us walking through, and, yeah, we... I think we ended up waiting in the hall for a bit, and there was a thing where... How can they come and tell us that we were terrorizing teachers, fam? They said we were intimidating teachers. Gee, I was like, what? Because we got called in the next day. I mean, I, can't, I, I, came into, I came into school late that day. But it was a thing where I came in and I heard, oh, Prince, why are you here? They called your name out in assembly. Yeah. I was like, what? What do you mean they called my name out in assembly? I was like, yeah, they called you, Cyrus, the Piwa. And I, and, and I immediately knew it was about that thing. So they must have called us to the head of sixth form, yeah? Not even like two or anything. Head of sixth form. They called us to our office, yeah? And she and she must have just said first thing she said. Look, look, guys, I don't, I don't even want to hear your side of the story. She just said, look, I, I don't, I don't want to hear what your side of the story is. I've heard you've been terrorizing teachers. You walk around intimidated. You're all big, strong lads. You know, everyone's intimidated when you walk around. She the tried big group. so hard not to say the word black. Gee, she tried oh so my hard. God. If you being big and strong, something you can control. Oh my <laughs> days! <bro. laughs> That's what I'm thinking. And it's a thing where it's lunchtime, bro. So everyone is walking with us, fam. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a thing where we all got singled out, bro. I was like, what is this, man? That's what I'm saying. On on the, on the school topic, I remember when I was younger, yeah. There was like a like a group session. This was probably like year seven, eight, and they would just there was like twenty kids. There was just like a big group, and they would take us out of lessons sometimes, and they would do like some behavioral behavioral like workshops and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I can't even remember why we got chosen. It wasn't like an incident happened, yeah. and like it just happened. So I guess you could say some of us were kind of bad, whatever. And I remember we used to call it black group. 
Because yeah. it was just the black kids. Wow. Like, we were just in a group and we were doing workshops. I didn't even know that. And I remember, like, it wasn't called Black Group. I don't even remember what the name of the, the group was. But, yeah, we just used to call it Black because they just got all the black boys and we were just in a group what, doing they, workshops. Oh, they took you out of class, right? Yeah, and we didn't even really know why. Like, <clears throat> like, like I said, some of the kids were bad. We can't say all of the, like, 20 kids were all bad, you know what I mean? Yeah. Little things like that. No explanation. And when you're, when you're a student... In, in the high school system, a lot of the times you can't question because yeah. they, they don't have the answers because they know the answer they're giving you is false or racist. Mm. And because they're teachers and they're supposed to be your superiors, they can just take yeah, they, they'll just They'll just slap that threat of, oh, we'll call home this, that, the other. And, yeah. they, and they know that they have, your parents are handling it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? They know, they, have, you know, they know your parents are serious when it comes to punishment yeah. and this, that, the other. So it all comes down to stereotyping at the end of the day. I didn't even know about that, about that story, though. Mm. It all comes down to yeah. stereotyping, bro. You know, you know what used to happen to us. Um, I think, I think you guys have seen that. I think you guys have seen it. It was, um, you know, Miss Lewinsky. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. So, so we, so we would always, we would always be by the the IT block, computer science block. Always like every single every time, single every day. break time, before where, school, before school, after yeah. school, during where, wherever like we're not in lessons, we're there. Mm. So whenever we're whenever we're there, like everyone like eventually that like, people will just come from their classes and come there. Like all the people in my youth group or majority of people in my youth group who are black or Asian or of some ethnic minority descent yeah would always go there and just talk, eat, just do whatever you're doing there. Yeah, whatever you're doing, you do it there, yeah. Now the the white people used to do the exact same thing. Like I prom- like the exact same thing. But they did it over by the by the field, like where the where the fences. Okay, yeah. They used to stand there and do it there. They they did everything. They had speakers playing we didn't even play music at this yeah. point. Like, we were just there talking. They used to play music, everything, speakers, everything, yeah. A teacher's never, ever troubled them, ever, unless there was a fight, yeah. I don't think we've ever had a... I don't think we've ever had, like, an actual fight by the IT block, but we'll, we'd always have at least two teachers standing there watching us. At least That's true, yeah. Miss Levinsky and, a, and maybe the head teacher or someone, or Mr. Billington. And there's a thing... Is a, I'm just going to add on to your point. It's a thing where you know they're there for them yeah. because the playground was never that busy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Everyone was on the on the te- by the yeah by the tennis court. The tennis courts would have less teachers there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's actually true because until we started playing basketball there, and even after we stopped playing basketball in the playground, yeah, there's a thing where there, there was no one like there was hardly any students there. And and the thing is, we even tested a theory. We we even went over to towards um the uh you know where the um where you take a right and turn onto the tennis courts. Okay. We yeah. stood, we went and we went and just stood there for a bit, and the teachers followed us. Wow. <laughs> so it was like so it was like, what are you here for? You're, you're not patrolling the playground because there's there's kids over there getting slide tackled in the playground. You're not worried about that. <laughs> you're worried about yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Gee, and, and that playground that's 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 a hard ground. That's concrete. Yeah, that's all that. Like, like, I used to play basketball like at the front of school in the yeah. IT blocks area. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They remember they removed they that removed the basketball. and put an order at the Gee, back of the school. Oh my that's we, that's God. Where we, that's where we reside. We play basketball. Maybe I should explain that basketball. And they removed us from the Is that, that is actually I'll true? Never forget, I'll, never forget, I'll never forget when we came when when we came back um, from the uh, some holiday and just saw it not there. Gee, you know the ma- no, the maddest there. thing. Yeah, it, oh, okay, basically. I say from year after you moved there in year nine. We moved there, yeah, like, towards yeah. end of year nine. Towards the end of year nine, yeah. And then two, it's like the beginning of year eleven. Mm. We've been playing here every single day before school, break time, break lunch time. time. Even it, after school, gee, <laughs> it was full time. Okay. If you calculate the hours, we were playing basketball full time. Full time. <laughs> yeah, gee. Yeah. that's what I'm saying. So it's a thing where you know we're there because we're even there after school. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've stayed there until 6 p.m. some days. Yeah. It was those weeks. I probably stayed there most days until 6 p.m. Dude, that was my prime, fam. But yeah, I'm just not as good at basketball anymore. But it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing where, yeah, you knew that that's our place here, and the the way that we found out that they were getting moved here, it was I forgot I forgot her name, fam. Uh, Miss is it Miss Large? Is that a teacher? teacher. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it, it is Miss Large. Yeah, G. We must have just been walking through the cafeteria one random day, and she came up to us and we're like, "Oh, so you guys, how do you, so how do, you, how do you feel that the the basketball courts are getting moved?" moved. We're like, I was like, huh? "What? The, 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 <laughs> which ones?" From I was like, "What?" She said, "Yeah, your your ones, the ones on the playground. They're getting moved." I was like, "What? So what? Is this a thing where you're asking our opinion on whether they should yeah, be moved, yeah. or or are you now telling me that they have been moved and we were meant to know about it?" She said, "No, nah, you you guys were meant to know about it. So who was meant to come tell us?" Because we're there every, every single day. day. You know we're there. All the free time yeah. we're there. Most of us were packed lunch. So it's a thing where we eat there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Our yeah. whole community. We did homework there. That, <laughs> that was genuinely yeah, our home in school. Was sport, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was genuinely our home in school. And there's a thing where they made a, dis- they made a decision that was above us. And just made it. And, and there's a thing where it, it, was, it was obviously to distance us from the school or from yeah. whatever. I don't know. But there's a thing where I even remember going to Miss Masonda. I wrote a long email. I wish I had the email here, fam. Mm. If my school email wasn't looked up, I'll pull it up. It was a long email, well written. And then it was a thing with me explaining, oh, now this is why I shouldn't be moved. Um, it's not a health, it's not a health and safety hazard. Because I think what they, they like I, six I think courts I, in one the, small the, area. I think what they end up saying is a health, exactly. They end up saying yeah. it's a health and safety hazard. But oh. what their solution was for the courts was a health and safety hazard. It's it was like, even. Yes, I'm saying. You have, you have to paint a picture of the of the courts the way it was before. Yeah, it's literally it was, one. It was court. a half. If you know basketball, you know what a half court set is. Mm. Just one basket and you just play there. Yeah, mm. we had two separate half court settings. Yeah, yeah. We used to play basketball on a big playground. So yeah, on a on a spacious playground as well. Yeah. So now, so now what they did is they got rid of that and put four be- four like benches there that you can sit on both sides of and eat and like kind two of like benches, a, bro. Actually, nah, I, I said two four. on the course. The was four, were, the four were like quay. The four were near oh, PE. Wow. Yes, yeah, so oh, there was wow. only there was <laughs> they replaced the whole basketball court with yeah. one bench. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. So then, so then they had that, but then where they ended up putting the courts, they had um, one full court <laughs> there, I think another full court next to it, but then they had another half court running through the middle of Gee, it. They, so if kids were to yeah. play on that half court like by themselves to shoot around, and then um, on the full court next to it, an- another group of kids would be running down that side chasing the ball, they would just collide. Yes, yeah, so yeah. you, could, you, couldn't, you couldn't physically play on both courts. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You couldn't physically play. Because if you're playing on both courts, you're going to have people running across mm-hmm. each other. It's mm-hmm. even and more... Then, and, then, and then while you're running, the ball could be on the floor. You're tripping. And That's the thing. They, they, they might as well have taken... They plan for like, two things. One, the, the most important thing, how they're actually going to school and educate black children in schools. And B, like, in like rec- recreational times... How they're actually going to separate you both? Mm. Do you think they had? The, do you think they feared integration at that point? Because what you guys are saying is, is touching on the surface of like what I've been through. Obviously, I'm a lot older than you, man. Mm. You know, sort of thing. I remember back in the day. I remember back in the day, like it was more a sort of keep us apart from each other type thing. Um, and then when we were sort of going back into classes after, you know, playing out or whatever. They put us in different lines. So you have the Asian people in one line, Swear. one line. I went to school in Stopsley. Mm. Um, so I went to Ramage Infants, oh. Ramage Juniors, then Stopsley High School. 
like that and in every single one of those schools that's crazy like, that was the situation and, and remember this was like in the early 80s mm. so you know sort of thing like we were going to school like and I noticed we were far more advanced from an academic point of view mm. even though some of us had dysfunctional home setups and whatever mm. we were still repping from an education point of view but at school we were being put in different classes or not having the same attention paid to us as all the white youth mm -hmm. and, and all them kind of thing there do you get what I mean mm. and um the, the, there was like more two types of racism that we kind of had to deal with one directly from the youth then mm -hmm. where it was a situation being a black youth you didn't go home and tell your parents because it obviously was quite strict Jamaican um, upbringing so they expected you to kind of deal with that yourself mm. at school so then next minute you, you're thinking right okay so I've got to turn to violence now mm -hmm. next minute you're licking down bare people you're getting in trouble at school mm -hmm. the teachers are saying to you right okay and this was a disclaimer that they looking back now this is a disclaimer that they kind of use for like racism at school sticks and stones may hurt my bones mm -hmm. but names are no, not that's going to solve the issue. and I used to think to myself well hold on this actually is did you get our main sort of thing? So the more frustrated you got with that, the more frustrated you got with the youth them and, and stuff like that. I got into some serious scrapes. Serious, serious, serious. Because it looked like every single time you had a, any kind of bust up or even a fight with a racist at school, it's like they were trying to kill you. Yeah. You know, sort of, it was like literally like, you know, sort of thing. I remember before I actually started going to school, one of my uncles, um, that was a different generation, went for something a lot more peak. But he sat me down and said, Darren, you know, any time you get in a fight with any of these lot, you have to know that they're actually trying to kill you. And as a young youth, I'm thinking, right, I'm just going to go and play football with my mates. And, and I'm getting told all this stuff, do you get what I mean? Sort of thing, don't let them get you on the ground. All these little tips. Wow. Like, like that, do you get what I mean? Sort of thing. So at school now, it's a thing where, you know, you, you're fighting them in class, you're fighting them when you're playing um, outside class. Then the beef goes onto the road on yeah. the way home. Then it starts the next morning. You're traveling to school. So that was the kind and of And the black kid's going to get the blame at the end of the day. That we're supposed the to be cycle. the violent one. Yeah. You know, sort of thing. So we've already, we were already perpetuated as violent, unmanageable, don't comply, don't listen, and stuff yeah. like that. And then when we decided to revert to our culture, like hairstyles and all them kind yeah. of thing, yeah. stops the high school, you got suspended for having a flipping number two, flipping fake. That, that's something Ooh. I brought up in one of the past episodes. My, my right. friend, my friend got um, he got excluded for two days because his hair was too short. There that, you go. That's, that's, that's twenty twenty. You know what I'm saying? That's twenty twenty. And in yeah. them time there, you know, sort of thing. Like my stepfather come up to school now, and he actually had a, a sit down meeting with the headmaster. Then and said, "Look, you know what? What does?" how Darren's hair look reflect on how he learns or mm. how much he actually Or even on anyone else. How and they couldn't it? manage that yeah. question. The Yana you know, sort of thing. So every time they suspended me, like he would just take me home and teach me himself. Mm. Like okay. I still, do you get what I mean? Sort of it. And the English and thing that he taught me was way better than they were teaching me mm. at Stopsy anyway. And you have to know, you have to have that sort of English in it. Cause cause he, even saying? the way that he went to go speak to the headmaster, it has to be a thing where he's well, he's well he's articulate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's, 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 he's like a brother, deep, you know, deep Jamaican. If he was round us, it just talking, you know, whatever, whatever. But for them, he had to give them a different. We have to take away all the, we have to take away all the anger, all the everything. Yeah, you have to use 
their own weapons against, against them. Yeah, it's true. Against the other ones. Yeah. yeah, you know that sort of thing. So that happened, and then just right the way through school, there was points where, as a you, you'd be up, you'd be thinking, yeah, go on, you know, academically from a sports point of view, blah mm. blah 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 blah. From a sports point of view, it's a different thing as well because I had people. There was other black youths that are way better than sports than me, mm. than me. But they weren't getting picked for football, athletics or whatever. And if they were, they were being left on the bench and all mm. that kind of thing there. Because you had all these little social circles at school yeah. whereby flipping Joe Bloggs, his parents might be on the flipping school governor's board. So you done know, say he was getting <laughs> flipping centre forward every mm, week yeah. and blah, blah, blah. You financed the school for and like, yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Flipping parents sponsored this and parents yeah. sponsored that. So there was all them little holdbacks. Do you get what I mean, sort of thing? And then you leave, you left school. And I just remember, because this is like 91, 92 times now. Yeah, so you're on the road now. You've just been fighting for the best part of 11 years because you're, you're in school for 11 years, isn't it? Like, and then you got to like, no, sorry, you're in school for like 15 years and you go to college or whatever. Mm. So I come out now. Um, and obviously you've just been fighting races for the past 15 years in mm. different schools from infant school going up to high school. Next minute you're out on the road now, you're going sixth form, you're going college now. So it's a different type of situation. Mm. You're still fighting, but you're fighting other students and you're actually fighting people out on the street now mm. because mm. it's, it's 1990. They see you as a man now. Yeah, yeah that's true. Man. Any kind of stuff you're getting into, it's with big men, not even people your age, mm. like that sort of thing. And you've got racists looking for black black people to beat down on the whatever given mm. line that they're getting drunk. That's the so sun, Sunday entertainment. With, yeah, you're dealing with all them channels now. Then Stephen Lawrence happened. Yeah, like R.P. Stephen Lawrence. Mm. That sh- yeah, R.P. Stephen Lawrence. That shook up enough, man. And the thing is counselling and all them thing there wasn't so wasn't on deck them time okay. so any one of us man could have been a Stephen Lawrence before Stephen yeah, Lawrence yeah. Yeah. you know I'd say three and five black men were getting in them kind of scrapes the, the, the same or, or even worse mm. like that do you get what I mean sort of thing so that happened and then the 90s started to progress and then the direct kind of name calling and all that kind of thing kind of stopped then you ended up in the workplace mm. where it, it went more right. underground but was still there in your face. Yeah. You're dealing with a different enemy but it's the same one. Do you, do you get what I mean? Yeah. And you don't have much choice in the workplace, you know. You have to take it. Trust. You know what I'm saying? Especially if there's no other jobs around. You it's have hard to enough take to get it. It's, it's hard, it's hard, hard to get a job. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So once you you're in that position, you understand You're dealing yeah. with that situation. You turn up tomorrow for an interview now and as a black you just sitting there. There's a few white youths there. You're the only black man that's in the flipping room. Like that sort of thing. So you're looking at them now. This is all thought process and stuff which we have to go through and they don't. Mm. You're sitting in the waiting room now. You're looking at all the white youths thinking, rah, he's got this, he's got that. He's probably going to get the job because he's white and I'm not because I'm black. Mm. So you, you should That's be That's another layer of anxiety. That's another yeah. layer of things. So you should be sitting there preparing, going through all your thing and thing that you you might have prepared for the focused on that. Yeah, but you're not fully focused mm. on that. Whereas... He and they are sitting there thinking, yeah, go on. Yeah. Like, looking at you now, thinking, you ain't getting that and blah, blah, blah. It's true, yeah, it's true. So there's two you're you're raising of, his confidence. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. You're like, your just existence, he just needs to look at you and think, yeah, go on, this is like work for me. Did you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so there's two different thought processes that have been happening. And the thing is, from an employment point of view, most of the people actually doing the employment don't aren't from the streets. 
Mm. Yeah. They live in, in, and fair play to them, if they've worked and whatever, whatever, fair play to them wherever they live, but the realness is most of these people don't come from our background. Mm. So when they're hiring and blah, blah, they're looking at us thinking, no, you know, I'm not going to this, the Rotary Club and having drinks with his parents. Yeah. Mm. He don't live in my close or whatever, whatever. Some of these people live in country backwaters where mm. there's only two or three houses. So as soon as they see one of us now, they're thinking, nah, this yeah. is too much. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. And yeah. You, know, you know another thing? You know how you um, brought up before that you were um, having, you're fighting racism during uh, school and that? Yeah. The people that you've come up with in school, they're now going on to become employers as well. Yeah, trust. That, that's not like they go true, away. Because they're, they're employers. Cause, yeah. cause they, they, got, they got their education. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They got their education. Do, do you get what I mean? That's a big point. So you, you're bucking up on them as well. Do, do you get what I mean? Another, another thing when it comes to employers here, yeah, I, I even spoke to someone about this the other day, I never even deeped it. The thing where, as an employer, even if it's subconsciously, even if you don't know you're racist, is a thing where you hire people that you relate to. This is yeah. what I'm saying. Like this is why is so important and yeah. a lot of people don't understand. They think we're just like, we want more black people for the sake of having black people. Yeah, yeah. to be seen. It's, it's not for yeah. image. Yeah, it's not for yeah, image. I mean, sort of thing. But I, I think now the, the, the recruitment's got to go on in a way where the people recruiting actually deal with us on the, on the foot, like closer level mm. not just because they watched flipping something on the TV or they saw Stormzy or Blue in, Story and blah, 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 they understand yeah. Yeah. Well, I know a couple of words let's just get a black person in blah 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 mm. blah dance blah. for me do this do, yeah. do you get what I mean sort of thing. I tell you what I hate yeah when, when white people said to me Darren talk Jamaican for me like oh. I'm a performing oh. scene do, do, do you see what I'm saying like when I decide to go into that side of things it should be because I've made a decision yeah. not because someone said Darren talk Jamaican for and me. the thing is if you're like a bit rude like no then they think you're yeah you've got an attitude yeah the time given for most of us black people or all us black people back in the day and even still now and I know they made this for us Oh, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Mm. Yeah, I've heard that they a lot made of times. That for us, I've heard Jack. that a lot of times. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They made that for like I've heard that for years. Oh, you've just got such a chip on the shoulder, you know, sort of thing. And I just, yeah. I just think to myself, yeah. that's just some cliche that was made up to kind of package up our state. Or the of things our we're dealing with, the complexities and, of being and, a, and yeah. stuff like that. But it's not that. Do you get what I mean? Where our feelings of snowball from years and years ago, generationally, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah where now, do you get what I mean, the, 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 the black man and woman now is facing totally different things. We're, we're coming up against black people who aren't representing us properly. 100%. Black people that have got platforms and, and, and still aren't representing us. They're not using their platforms. Like that. We're also, and I've got to highlight this, I think we're also our own worst enemy because the, the derogatory words that we don't want to be called are getting used to that. Yeah. That's a topic. That's a big topic. Oh, that's a big topic. Right. That's a big topic. Oh, that's a big topic. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a victim so, to that. To be honest with you, you know, I can talk my way out of most things, but if a white brother was sat right where you are today and said to me, all right, Darren, cool story, but you're calling yourself the N word, mm. so what? Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I'll be that's, like, that's, that's actually my, yeah, that, 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 my reasoning. Do you see what I'm saying? And I'm noticing it's like, obviously, from my point of view, an age age that I am, I've seen enough different music come true. Yeah. Mm. And when I was growing up the N word wasn't used in music but it music was still sold. Mm. So yeah. I'm thinking to myself, have the record labels spun artists round so much now where they're thinking, right, I can't get a deal unless I use the N word yeah, in the music. True. Coffee doesn't. 
and she's smashing it. Do you see what I'm saying? There's various different artists that are smashing it and don't use it. So really and truly, we have to, I think we have to clean up our own house Mm. in in certain respects. That's one of the main ones. You know, sort of thing like, I I don't don't understand, you know, we're we're selling, when we sell drugs to each other and Mm. and all of that. In our own community. Do do you see what I'm saying? I guess that that comes down to like, it's, it's us, but yeah, opportunities. But that's been set up kind that, of in that the has, like yeah, that's that's it, it has been orchestrated to some degree. Yeah, that sort of thing. Because some people CVs are that f. Yeah. Where even if they walked into an employer, they just get laughed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So their mindset changes, and they think, right, I've just got to just trap them. Do, do you get what I mean? Mm. Sort of thing. But pulling pulling back to things in the workplace, I think the moment you're actually employed. There's an agenda that's actually been set out for you. Like the moment they give you that job offer, they've already decided what's going to go on for you. Like two weeks, three weeks, six months, maybe even 10 years down the line. And none of it includes promotion. They're just looking at you like, right, you're going to work like a dog, you know. We might throw you a couple crumbs and all that. Because I remember when I used to be a salesman, I used to really, really, I was was a really, really good salesman. Like that still. And um. I believe that. I know you. I believe that. I was a really, really good salesman. And I, and I used to start working at these companies, start smashing it, start getting all this commission and stuff like that. But when I was looking at like being a team leader or blah, 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 I noticed that door was always closed. Mm-hmm. And they'd chuck some more commission at me or the boss might lend me his car or send me on a, on a trip somewhere. And, stuff. and I used to get gassed at it all thinking, yeah, go yeah. on. But the promotion was just always down there. Mm. Like, and the people that made the big decisions and stuff was never really me. So you're getting, like, temporary benefits, in it, But yeah. the, the long-term, long-term permanent benefits. I was benefits. working like no, a dog. For, and it was the same format in every <clears> single <throat> place, you know. And I was getting gassed up. I was young. They were throwing all this stuff at me and whatever, whatever. But then, you know, stuff that I was hearing um, getting said to me, oh, you lot's lot. Oh, mm. Darren, you're wearing those angry clothes. Mm. Oh, you, you listen to that angry music. Blah, blah, blah. What's well, happening? And I just to myself, what's going, what is it these people are really scared of? You. Like, you know, sort of thing, like, you get close to anyone and someone says, no, Darren, go and do your work. And then you'd see two white youths across And you think to yourself, hold on, what's actually going on here? The boss would be cool with you one moment and you'd be thinking, yeah, go on, you know, even though I haven't sold much this week, the boss is still cool. Then in front of other people, just switch. Mm. And you're looking around thinking, who's going to back me? No one. See, the maddest thing here, the maddest thing here is, I can't speak for everyone else on this panel here, but it's a thing where every single thing he just named, I can think of a memory for it. You know, probably a few of them, you know what I'm saying? When I was speaking then I thought, right, I'm pretty sure each and every one of these men have got a situation which they can align with what I've been That shows, it's it's a mainstream problem, fam. They'll even use women. And flipping because they say a man can never resist the temptation of a woman. So what they'll do to mash you up even more, they'll fling a Chris Gal into your mix now to take you off your work and on. That's work. crazy, yeah. Did you get what I mean, sort of thing? Like, I never, I never peeped that stuff until you, you know, started. You started pointing out. You just got to, you, you just got to be really, really careful. Careful, yeah. You know, I think nowadays what I would advise every black man and woman, any workplace you go into, before you even say a single word to anyone, deep out the whole place, hmm. the whole structure. Work out how they go on, who's top this and who runs their mouth and who's this and who's that and that. And then if you want to start making your name known, do it. 
don't just jump in foot first thinking, no, I can run this, I can be who I am on the streets in the workplace, because mm. it's not going to work. Mm. You've got to come with a totally different personality. Mm. Two other components, I'd say, are required. You need to be able to speak properly. Like yeah, that, because these people yeah. t- talk a totally different language to us, Dred. And like, you know, it, it, the way we speak doesn't reflect on how intellectually or intelligently equipped we are. It's just not sharp enough. It's just not edgy but, enough. It's yeah, just that happened to me in uni, purpose. actually. I was speaking. Just, she said, um, I didn't expect you to speak. She was like, oh, you speak so well. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking, why is that a surprise? Because she's already decided that you speak at a certain level. Yeah. It's mm. already been put out there that we speak in a certain way. We have a certain intelligence, mm. intellectual mm. And, and everything. It's already been decided, Trent. So all we got to do is learn the law like that. And, and I'm talking with police and employment law employment law, like that yeah. sort of thing employment law we've got to learn mm. like from the from the ground up like just to say to your people at the end of the day now flipping with regards to breaks because we've spoke about this yeah we? i didn't know until you told me not a lot of people know the official line and like breaks yeah so if you work it's it's one of two things and and it needs clarifying properly if you work either a minimum of three hours or a minimum of four hours you're actually entitled to a 15 minute break mm. like that. No one can, even the CEO can't come and tell you nothing for that. Yeah. Anything after four hours, it's a half an hour break. Yeah. You can't yeah. work, even if you work four, <clears throat> three hours and one minute or four hours and you're one minute. 15 minutes. Yeah, that's over. Yeah. So that means whosoever's gone over that break in UK employment law, at such time yeah. you can say, I'm not doing any more work. Oh, yeah. yeah. And nobody can do you anything. See, that's so mad because it's definitely it's a thing where Amazon have definitely done that over four hours. Yes, yeah, I've definitely done that. The way they do it, I think. I think with Amazon, I think what they do, they work out who's who and they work out who, who they can do for what, who they yeah. can make a fool of and who they can't. Yeah, and they also work out people who don't mind being made a fool of mm. and who they can whatever whatever. And then they look at the, the people that are problems. That would be all of us. Yeah. And they think, mm, I'm going to have a problem with him. I tell you what, if I do this and I do that, he might come round. If not, if not, he actually might, he might not. And if he doesn't, we're going to have to start factoring him out of business. And what they start doing, they got these little divvy little things which they do. So they say to you, right, okay, um, if you are out of a 10.5 hour shift, if you're seen to be not working for like... Yeah, time on task. At least, yeah for at least an hour, then they start marking that. They I think, I think it's even, line. it's 45 minutes. Like, if, if you ever go without scanning that item for over five minutes, it adds onto your time of task. Trust. And so mm. you have 45 minutes on that Trust. in a whole 10 and a half hour shift. So listen, it's even a thing where obviously I'm packing, sometimes I need to go mm. get boxes, fam, or I need to go get water. So if I, if I get a box, and then go get water as well and then drink the water and leave because you can't even take water back to your desk and then no. like a cup or anything mm-hmm. so if I'm drinking the water there and I go get boxes come back that's five minutes off mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and then yeah. walking yeah. that down if I need to go to the toilet come back 25 minutes just like that mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah they do that but one yeah. thing you did say yeah, it's like they'll do a little thing to make you happy fam gee I only just deep that they actually did that to me fam I only just clocked it yeah. now because I, I got an indirect shift on my second week, fam. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Indirects mm-hmm. are usually something that's safe for the people that have been there for a while, mm-hmm. people that are experienced with what they're doing. I got indirects on my 
fifth day, fam. Like second week, first day, they they put me on top running. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. now that I think about it, it was definitely something to keep me happy, fam. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your tummy, try you some crumbs, kind of. Yeah, because so, I can't even like it did work. Like, I started working harder to get back on the indirect shift because it, it was it was just for that day, fam. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Even to this day, I haven't done top running again in in, in my in my department. I haven't done top running again. I've done it in other departments, but I've not done it in mm. my department since. That's crazy. It's been like a good 18 weeks since then. See that when you, when you say they'll do yeah. something little just to make you happy or yeah. just to get you working, yeah, mm-hmm. that's actually it's true. For I never even deep down until you just and said the, it now. The way Amazon's set up, most of the people that make the decisions there, yeah, aren't English. Yeah. yeah. And what smashes it? You got the world as a whole. There's a lot of people that I can't aren't name English. one that is. Yeah, but you, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't English that make decisions there, and most of them are Romanian and Polish. So if we deep it a bit more now. Romanians and Polish people either A, haven't seen many black people or B, or any. seen any. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next minute, tutus now, they might have only been in Britain a year. Suddenly they, they catch up on a team leader role at Amazon. Yeah, remember, say some of them may have A, haven't seen any or, or B, hardly any. All of a sudden, they've been in Britain for under a year. They've been given the flipping high powered team leader it's position true. at Amazon. Because they, they, they promote each other. And not only are they seeing bare black people, they're running them. And you've heard things about black people. Yeah, you're going to exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, what, when, when you don't when you don't know black people, you haven't really seen or communicated with black people. You purely operate off what just, you've heard. Just heard, and you don't hear good things about black people. So they've turned up now. They're thinking, hold on, my life's just gone from one good station. Next minute, I'm running people that I've never even seen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying is the power. You're power hungry to 50 too, cent or whatever, mm. whatever. But barring that, they haven't been this close. You know the mm-hmm. next minute, that's when they start their regime of what I believe is just terror upon black folks. Mm-hmm. And they know for a fact that A, because we're not that united or not united at all, and B, we don't have any decision makers or team leaders or people in management, they can do as how they want, like that. And C, they'll know we'll probably resort to kicking off before we actually convey ourselves properly yeah. and speak properly. So, so they can come to work on a daily basis, wherever they are in the UK, and just chief us up like that. I reckon chief us up more than the Englishman, <laughs> to, to, to be fair. You know, sort of in the Asian people, um, they're cool with us now. They, yeah. they, you, do you get what I mean? They just do their thing and we're all more kind of linked up because we link up with Maruf and them, like, you know. <laughs> but I think these days in warehouses and manufacturing and industrial environments, you know, the, the people who we are having beef with are Romanian and Polish people, you know, sort of in purely because of their lack of seeing us at all. Then after that, it's still the English man that I feel probably got picked on the school, his wife left him for a black man. There's all sorts of different reasons why certain white folks decide to pick us out. Yeah. It's not just because they've just decided they've had experiences which has mashed up their mind. Literally. So in a latter point in life, they decide to take it out. I know a brother um, who's, a, who's a police officer from Loose Farm. I won't name him, but at the end of the day now, you know, certain, certain man knew him from when he was young and stuff like that. And he used to move around with us and everything. As soon as he stunned police officer, he switched, stopping us all the time. And it's an act. What are you saying? Did you see what I'm saying? Like, so that's the switch there. People change. With power, yeah. People yeah. definitely change with power. Because even just the regular Romanian workers, most of them, you have no problem with them. You no. know what I'm saying? Most of you have no problem with them. It's only one day, once they get into power or once yeah. they associate with someone that's in power yeah. that they start yeah. becoming a problem. You know what I'm saying? What can we do? 
really and truly be more united. Yeah? yeah. You know, when I was working there and everything, if you notice, like, I went up to every single black person that was on deck. That I didn't even you knew there. everyone from. I didn't even, <laughs> even if I didn't even know them. Most of them were quite surprised that I was coming up and said, yeah, well, I've got did you see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, all shook, like, like who's this guy? Mm-hmm. What? I don't, I've never spoken to him, but he's saying hello to me. But I noticed it, it would still empower people to yeah. the point where I stopped doing all that and people start coming to me yeah, now. To yeah, because yeah. I think I came to you. I think yeah. that's how we met, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, and, and that was because I just went round to everyone. I thought, well, them people are doing it. They're doing it, blah, blah. But we're just standing out here, not just looking at each other like, where mm-hmm. we're at. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I thought, nah, start breaking my... And it was like the management started seeing it as well. And that's why I, I believe I became more of a problem there. Do you, do you get what I mean? Like, when I started working there, everything was Chris. Everything was Chris. But it wasn't until I stopped jumping through hoops for them and all them kind of thing. I started meeting resistance from them and, and all them kind of way. Um, and I started to get to understand the Romanians and the Polish people and a lot better. Yeah. Um, and I fell foul to that whole time of task thing where, I'm sorry, you can't have me standing at my station for ten and a half hours and I don't stretch my legs mm. and go somewhere or go toilet or go chat. You know, I'm a human being. You, you can't keep a human being incarcerated like that. You, you can't mm. in a like two by three metre space doing one thing repetitively. And plus, I'm a black man. I'm not going to show off about it, but we have a high... We are difficult to satisfy. You can't, we get very, very bored. If, if you notice, like, you know, you can ask any black person around the globe, we, uh, we've been calibrated and set up to do stuff. We're not set up to just cotch in one place and do the same thing. Our brains start to think, hold on, I want something extra. Mm. I want to do something else. Because we're, we're, we're different in that kind of setup. So that's why you'll find a black person will always try and do stuff, but go off and do other stuff at the same time which I think it happens in the workplace we're, we're good at stuff we complete stuff in a very very quick time and then we just get bored quickly or distracted or something like that did you see what I'm saying we're not as regimed as everyone else but then that's when we're seen as a problem to workplaces oh Darren why aren't you doing your work and blah blah I've already done it mm-hmm. I'm just do you, do you see what I'm saying like that's really we're difficult to rule as well I don't think they realize that Black people are kind of break, kind of different to just being Caribbean or African. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? I think around the globe, if you used to say to someone, "Okay, where are black people from? Africa and the Caribbean, like that." But what what they don't realise is Africa and the Caribbean intertwine with each other, like that, and we're basically from the same place. Mm-hmm. You know, like in Jamaica, you have people from Ghana, Senegal, Nigeria, the Congo, are all there, like that, but they can't speak each other's language, and that's because of colonial division, mm. like that. But they are all the same people, and they all are all come from West Africa. In, a, you know, in Brazil, you have more European black people mm-hmm. because they were mixed up with the Dutch and, and all of those guys, mm-hmm. yeah? So people like Neymar and all that, they're all black people, but mm-hmm. you see their hair's different yeah. because they're European. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? In America, you have Africans, but then you also have black people and in Indian Seminoles that actually existed in America way before any white people mm-hmm. even got there. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of mm-hmm. thing. So that's black people. Mexican people are black people. Mm-hmm. Like that. You have black people in India yeah, and, and, and Pakistan. Yeah. And we're spread all over the world. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I think now 
the microscope's been put on us again. You know, we've had a few of us got murdered. So now the micro microscope's back on black people. I think this whole Black Lives Matter thing, mm, I don't really, I don't know, it's difficult how to speak about it because at the end of the day now, in one breath, it looks like a good thing for us. But in another breath, I think to myself, how come it kind of conveniently just pops up and then disappears? It's not yeah. a 365 day thing, I yeah. think. It's, it's only yeah. when one of us get brutally hurt or... Yeah, that, or, that's or, what I've noticed. Any time someone dies, like when George Wood dies, yeah. he's trending on Twitter, yeah. and then a few weeks later it goes down in like July. Yeah. You know, when Jacob Blake um, got shot recently, yeah. he, it's back trending again. It's back trending now, now again. Now if you check now, it's gone. It's not yeah, even like, like the, like the, two, the two that lasted longest were George Floyd and Sandra Bland. Yeah. Other than those two, I've not seen anyone have a long... And I knew once those trends were going, it was going to doubt eventually. Like, people yeah. were going to protest every day. Yeah. I was just sitting there thinking, I wonder how long this is going to last. That's the thing. We, we wasted the opportunity, way, man. Put it this way, yeah, just to give you the, the business um, side of a black murder, mm. yeah? If a, if a black man or a black woman gets murdered in America, it makes money. I'll tell you how it makes money. If a load of black people take to the streets, there's going to need police for that, isn't it? Which means overtime. Yeah? And that's that. Black Lives Matter get involved. Listen, I'll take you right down to the nitty gritty. A Black Lives Matter flipping badge that you put on your chest costs money. Mm. Yeah? So people, you got you have all these financial um, analysts and stuff like that that basically sit back in their office and say, why? If we shoot a black man or a black woman, yeah, we can make X amount of money off this, you know, mm. like that. And it sounds ludicrous to see that all these revenues of, of, of all these channels of revenue actually happen. All these different people make money off terror. You know, good news doesn't really make money at the moment. You know, sort of thing. They tried the whole um, September the 11th, ISIS, Taliban thing for many years. They were kicking it around for many years. But I just think now... They probably rinsed out all the oil from all of these places and whatever, and they need a new subject. And it seems to be us, mm. you mm. know. And it just seems to be like more, more sort of like institutionally now. We've got Stephen Lawrence. That case has been made inactive, like that. I reckon when they bust that in the media, they were looking for us to lick the streets and start mashing up London, but we didn't. And you, and you know what it is? You know what it is about what he said mashing up London? Do you know what they do? When you said you said they make money off of um, black people being killed, yeah. you see, you see when we go out and riot, yeah, because black black people just just go out and riot like whenever someone gets killed rather than actually protesting. It turns violent a lot of the time, yeah. So they go out and riot. They go up and they go up and smash buildings, whatever, yeah. whatever, yeah. They they don't even realize that they're not doing anything because at the end of the day, the insurance the insurance company are now going to pay that company back. Yeah. And then that that insurance company is now going to get a loan from the yeah. bank. Yeah. And then and then someone else is going to buy that loan off the bank, yeah. add interest on it and yeah. make money from it. And that and this is where the business model of it all happens. Mm. In in all war, money... Yeah, wars, all, all of these wars are just... You know, sort of thing. So right now, it's us that's being targeted all over the place, like that sort of thing. And then you get... You might be out in the street, in the supermarket, and then you, you happen to see a parent with, with a young son, say, mm. or in a restaurant, and you hear, oh, eat your dinner, there's starving kids in Africa. In Africa. Mm. You think to yourself, hold on, well, actually, there's not starving kids in all of Africa. Yeah. It's just the places that you've mashed up. Yeah. Mm. Like that sort of thing. And, and, and it's only the places that they've seen as well. Because a lot yeah, of people who don't... Being people, shown. Yeah, because people, a lot of people don't know black, black, especially white people. They don't really speak to or know black people. No. So whenever they see the news or 
or on that's, TV or anything. When I went to my protest in June, mm. I went there. One one person had a scrap with a police officer. Mm. That's the only thing that was shown on BBC. The rest yeah, of the, the rest day. of six hours, the rest of the six hours no there, they didn't show no one. But, but as soon as I type in the, the protest um outside um Downing Street that I went to, all you see on BBC News first thing you see is a man like this punching police. That's, that's all you see. You don't see the rest of the six hours. The, me, the, me, the media controls everything. Thing, yeah, yeah. And, and, the way they word so certain things to make it seem way more violent mm. than it actually is. You yeah. have to remember all the legal people. Whenever they speak in the media, legal people speak a totally different language, and it's called legalese. So when a black man, for instance, when a black man gets arrested and he ends up at Luton Police Station or whatever, whatever, he's hearing all these criminal terms and all this kind of stuff getting getting spoken. You notice he don't speak that language. You know, lawyers, QCs and all that kind of thing, they go to uni and stuff and they go there to, to learn legalese. So when they're speaking with all the Crown prosecutions and the feds and cutting all these side deals and whatever, 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 you're completely oblivious and you don't know where I've gone. Mm. However, mm. if you could speak that yourself, you wouldn't even need a solicitor. You could yeah, go and talk yeah. up your thing yourself. Mm. You know, sort of thing. That's why it's all about being intelligently and intellectually skilled mm. in the law in all aspects. Yeah, knowing the laws and yeah. yeah. In all aspects, yeah. like, like that 100%. sort of thing. Knowing that, you know, you, you're all going to be fathers one day and stuff like that. And you're not going to be able to watch your youths all the time. Mm. And you're going to need to, you know, you're going to have to furnish them up with info. So... If your son gets stopped by a fed on the road, you know, mm. sort of thing, you don't even have to get out of his car. You can just mm. wind down his window and say, yo, you got to identify yourself before right. I even yeah. say another thing. That's the that, thing. That, that's, yeah. These things we don't know. We actually yeah, don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Thing. Yeah. situation is a police has to actually identify yeah. his or her yeah. self before you even have to speak another thing. You know, I, I own and run a model agency, yeah? And I have to put models in music videos, film, TV, and all them kind of thing. And mm. bro... For the right money, I can get a police car tomorrow, yeah? I can get a flipping police uniform, like that. Mm. Same as what they're moving, yeah? And I can impersonate a police officer. So my mm. thing is, if they ever stop me, which I haven't been for years now, they have to identify themselves, mm. like that sort of thing. Um, and there's various other things. When you get to the station, deny a duty solicitor because a duty solicitor probably plays gold yeah. with the flipping. Yeah, yeah. they, they work for the police. So. Like that. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, knowing that what they're probably going to do, they're probably going to lick you down with a number of charges, a lot of dibby ones, just, just mm. in case the big one don't stick. Like that, they'll do that. You know, there's all types of different things. From a work point of view, you just have to make sure you know employment law and you're furnished with the paperwork. If you're in a disciplinary situation, it goes stage one, stage two, stage three, and then mm. final warnings, all of which are supposed to give you paperwork for, all of which they're supposed to, you're supposed to have a meet um, a witness present yeah. when you're having any kind of you know, interviews or any kind of thing like that. Any kind of information about you with that company per se, you can actually ask them for because it's data protection, it's your data yeah. like that. Um, and most importantly, because you're black, you're supposed to be given equal opportunities. If that company is saying that they're an equal opportunities employer, they need to be demonstrating that. It's Project No Prince here, and I'd like to thank you for listening to that last episode. This episode is actually part of a two-part series, so tune in next time if you want to hear the rest of this episode. Thank you.